To episode 385 of Texting, hosted by myself, Justin Vincent, and Jason Roberts. Well, hello there, Jason. How are you doing? I'm I'm speaking to you in in your bedroom. You are not in my bedroom, and I think oh, it's important right. that you clarify <laughs> clarify that <laughs> I am in my you, bedroom, and you are talking to me. I'm I'm surprised that you haven't done this before. If you've always had the capability of like going to a room that doesn't disrupt the entire household. Well, the assumption was that there wouldn't be good connect. I, I mean, I, I'm not exactly sure why I'm getting good connectivity upstairs because I'm still okay. on the other side of the house. Um, mm. uh, also, you know, we were when we were testing this out before. I mean, it was just like bad everywhere. Like I literally had to go and be like five feet from the router. You know, I mean, it yeah. was just, and you know, I remember you were losing patience, and I was like, "Right, fine. Like, this is the only option." You're like, "Can't you find? Can't you do? Can't you plug it?" I'm like, "Right, so fuck it. I'm like right here. I'm like right next to the thing. <laughs> I can't do any better than this." Um, right. So, but uh, two things are different today. Um, one, uh, Sandy's uh, at her uh, parents. She's helping out. Her dad had gone for like an ankle surgery, and so she's there helping out. And and uh, so she's not up here. Usually in the afternoon when I'm recording, she's fixed oh, to retire it. she's an introvert she needs time to retire and have some alone time and she likes to go up to the bedroom and watch a show take a nap whatever so but she's not right here right. so i can take over the bedroom um also i just noticed like i used to get these great intros you say the fantastic jason roberts now it's just <laughs> the dude who's mean to me on discord or something like that <laughs> oh i mean look look you it's it just depends what on happened? my whim what happened? I mean, I, I didn't you, like that. That wasn't a constant thing. That was just like if I. It <laughs> yeah. really depends on if I'm in a good mood or not. So the uh, the amazing, incomparable Jason Roberts, and now it's like well, yeah, the 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 mean guy on Discord. You should basically get me to be in a good mood because then I'd give you the really good intros. All right, all right. right. Just slip you slip you some Bitcoin or something. <laughs> oh, that, that like, works. Come on. definitely okay. one Bitcoin. For great intros every show. Well, no, we need to, the, the nominator needs to be Satoshi's. I could give you some Satoshi. Oh, no. no. You know, I mean, no, that's, I, no good. that's no good. You know, I'm not buying you like a new Jag or something. <laughs> Wait, right, you can get a Jag for 26000 What's it worth? I don't know. We could before. It was like 60. When it was like 60 something, you sure as hell could get a Jag. But now, yeah, maybe you now. can get, I can get you a Mazda. Okay. I can get you cool. a Mazda. Maybe, maybe a four door. I, I don't know if I can get you the I upgrades. Guess, I guess I could like rent a car at that racetrack that you went to, and then I could get like for an hour, I could have a really nice car. Yeah. Wow. All right. So, um, well, I guess I, I, I know you probably want to start with Project Superhero because that's like kind of the dominant theme on the, on the, on the, uh, Discord, right? Well, let's just start. Let's just start with, um, yes. Yeah. Let's, let's, yeah. Let's start with that. Because I'm on my fourth day of jogging two miles a day. Now, you were going to skip on Friday until... Did you skip the morning and, and go in the afternoon? Because you're like, well... No, I, I, no I, I... So I, I'm on my fourth day of starting, but I'm on my th actual third day of doing it. Because I did... Because I did I did the first day. And I mean, it, it was like... 
a, t- a 10x version of going skiing where like you go skiing for that first day and then you get home and then you're you're like uh your your quads so uh, sore and beaten up yeah so sore and you can barely walk well it was like 10x that because obviously i haven't done any exercise for so long so george so, is about to call the paramedics is that where we yeah. were at <laughs> so i'm t- I'm, I'm like i jogged for two freaking miles and then the next day i could like literally barely move uh but the day after I did it again, and that was much, much better. And then the day after I did it again, which is today. And yeah, it's, there it was, yeah. So that's my, well, you, I, you, I, ha- you have a habit of jumping in a little too fast. I mean, do I, need I remind you of the walking desk debacle? Yeah. You like walk for like uphill for like six hours and then you like, you were could've, unable could've to function. For two weeks. <laughs> Two weeks. You were not functional for completely functional like six months. I mean, you caused like permanent damage to your Achilles. It was really bad. Yeah. Yeah. So what I would advise you had you texted me, I would said, you know what, just do like half a mile for a couple days. Just do (laughs) half a mile and then maybe a mile. And after the week, no, no, no. Because I've been walking. I've been walking. I'm on. I'm on two miles. Two mile jog, and it feels. It honestly feels really good. I really, really like it. And I'm a so. Did we say on the last show about how I was going to get up at trying to start get up early and make myself an early riser? Yeah. yeah, 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 we did. Yeah, yeah. So I've been doing that. I've been sticking with that. That is now a habit. Bed by ten, up up by six, and then um, between six and seven, I do this this jog. I won't call it a run <laughs> because uh, let me just it's tell a you shuffle. what I, it's a shuffle. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's even worse than a shuffle because I'm trying to go fast. So. You know Tom and Jerry cartoons where the dog's sleeping under the doghouse and like mm-hmm. Tom will tip tiptoe by the doghouse. You look imagine like you're that, tiptoeing. Imagine that fast. <laughs> that's kind of what yeah, I. Yeah, that's like. not real fast. Well, <laughs> I know I'm well acquainted with the shuffle because back in college, when um, you know I was on the track team and as a sprinter, we were supposed to on Tuesdays and Thursdays on our kind of recovery days, we were supposed to go out and jog for thirty minutes. And right. before we came in and worked on starts and other things, because Monday, Wednesday, Friday is when we got our asses kicked with, you know, all this hard, all this hard training. So Tuesday, Thursday, we go to jog and we called it the sprinter shuffle. And you would literally would be the, it would be like a, the, the slowest jog that one could possibly count as a jog. I mean, it was like a joke. We would just look at each other and be like, <laughs> like 80, you, you ever seen like a 90 year old try and jog? That's what we look like. So I'm well acquainted with that. I think it, and I think, I think it's, you know, whatever. Okay. The sprinter shuffle is what you're doing. You know, you've never really spoken about your track career. Really? Well, maybe you just never ask. Maybe yeah, yeah, maybe I, you need to ask more. I don't no, I mean I, like what 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 about did it? you ever like um com- did you ever compete? Yeah, I was on the varsity track team. So I'll give you just a little so I played varsity soccer and varsity track. So I was a two sport athlete. Um and we didn't really have a track team in my high school. I mean, there was like once or twice where our high school would put together like, there'd be like some big meet between all the private schools in Atlanta. And, you know, I remember they kind of recruited me like, dude, Jason, could you be on like a four by 100 relay team for the XYZ meet? And I'm like, uh, sure. You know, that was like, that was like it. Right. So when I got, when I was in college and I was playing on the soccer team, um, you know, there were a lot of people who were like, dude, man, you got wheels. You should go for the track team, right? That was kind of, and after hearing that a handful of times, I was like, you know, maybe I should go for the track team. And so um, that was my sophomore year because I, I didn't play my, uh, 
I didn't play any varsity sports my freshman year because I tried out for the basketball team and I was the last guy cut from the team, which I'm, I think I've told that story before. Mm-hmm. Right. Do you, right. Do you remember that? I think I do. Okay. Yeah. So as I, as I've mentioned before, I'm like a Jack of all trades athlete. <laughs> I'm like a B plus at like everything. I can do everything pretty well. Um, and, uh, so I was on the, tra- so I went out for the track team and, um, I'll, I'll tell you one funny story. So I went out and it was the first day of practice and, you know, the, the, the first month of track is, um, is sort of like just trying to get everybody in shape enough so that they don't get injured. Right. Cause it takes a while okay. to get in that kind of conditioning for track. Um, and especially for sprinters. Um, and we had, and just, just to make people understand. So soccer was in the fall and we would play that, uh, you know, that would run from like l- late August through maybe early uh, f- uh, November, depending how far through the NCAA tournament you got. And then immediately, like I, you would almost start with indoor track and indoor track would go all the way into like March sometime in March or April. And then it would switch over to outdoor track. So you, I was literally in season from August 24th until like June, early June. So I had like two months off <laughs> from That's training. A, wow. So it was, it was a lot. And training is, you know, five, you're used five, six days a week of, of either training or competitions. So it's a lot. Anyway, um, so, it, it, and as it happens, we didn't go to playoffs that, you know, that year. So the season ended like on like end October. And so I had like two weeks off before track. And I didn't really do much for two weeks. So I had just enough time to get out of shape. Right. So, I'm, <laughs> which was not okay. a good idea. So you go to track, go to my first track practices. Okay. We're in this indoor track in the field house, which is like a, you know, a, an eighth of a mile. It's not like it's this half the size of an outdoor track. And so what they have at each corner, you would have like a different exercise. Okay. You're going to do quick feet, jump rope here for 30 seconds. Then you're going to go do push ups here. And then you're going to do karaoke down here. And then you're going to do, you know, side jumps over the, 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 you know, the hurdle hops and you get, you know, a bunch of these things and all of them just were torture and you'd go and you have to do this like four times and then you get like a minute break. Well, after doing that once or twice, I was literally like, I was about ready to throw up. I was like, I remember just being like, Oh my God, like the lactic acid, in my body, I was like about to throw up. I was just in absolute agony. And I was like, you know what? Screw this. I'm quitting track. Like, I'm not going to do this. And so I was like, I'm just waiting to catch my breath. And then I'm going to go tell the coach I'm, I'm quitting. <laughs> and so, but every single time when I was just about ready to catch my breath, I had to do, we had to do another set of four. <laughs> and, and then by the time I finished my last set of like, whatever, 12 times of the track or 16, whatever it was, I was like, oh, where's the coach? Like, oh, he left. <laughs> so I couldn't, I, so I was unable to quit the track team. <laughs> And so then I showed up for the next practice, and then that was it. Like, I'm on the, like, I never got a chance to quit. You were so, hooked. Uh, well, I wasn't hooked. I just, like, I just, he left. I just was never given an opportunity to quit. And then by the next day, I kind of felt bad about quitting. So I just stuck it out and whatever. But, um, so yeah, I ran track for, um, for, and, and played, and played soccer for, for my sophomore through my senior year. And so um, were you, yeah. were you good at the track? I mean, what, like, what, were you B plus or okay. were you more than that? Yeah, I was a B plus. I was okay. I mean, I was a, a sprinter. I was like, you know, when you see like a, a video of like the sprinters run the 100 meters or whatever, and then there'd be like one guy win and there'd be a bunch of guy kind of middle of the pack. I was like that. Yeah. One of those guys. I was there. You were the middle of the pack, guys. I wasn't getting blown out. You know, I was there, but I wasn't winning, you know. And, um, you know, which is saying something because these guys are like super fast. But right? like you could you could have done it if you'd have 
put more effort, right? You probably just weren't putting as much effort as those nah, other guys. I mean, I could have been a little faster and I could have had, had the right kind of training. You know, in high school, I could have probably been better. But, you know, sprinting speed is very genetic. Like, you're not going to take someone who's not a sprinter and turn them into a sprinter, really. I mean, that's really, really hard. I mean, it's like there's you only have so much quick twitch. You're, you're, everyone's born with a certain proportion of, of, of type one, type two, you know, and uh, quick, uh, quick twitch or slow twitch fibers in their, in their legs. And, mm-hmm. and some people are just very quick twitch. They're very twitchy. They're very just reflexive. And, and most people are not. And mm. you can make people faster. You take a quick twitch athlete and you say, we're going to make you more explosive. We're going to, you know, lift weights. You're going to give you more power. We're going to work on your form. We can accentuate those things, but you're not, you're not going to take someone who's just sort of like an, and a, a good athlete. So you take some random guy off the soccer or basketball team, and they're they're pretty they're pretty fast. I mean, they don't look slow and turn them into sprinter. It's not not never ever going to happen. Just not mm. even close. And um, and see, that's why you know when we talk about things like math and things, we talk about nature versus nurture. Like I was in two of the most like genetic based things competitions there were, which is math and sprinting, <laughs> right? Like. Right. You can, even if you're not an amazing athlete, you can become an effective, say, basketball player or baseball player or something out by just developing some amazing skills, amazing set of skills. You can make up for your deficit by being a great shooter or whatever, right? Or Yeah. But there's, not, there's nothing to make up in sprinting. Like, there's only so much you can improve your speed and your, you know, the efficiency of your strides, right? It's just, it's just yeah. genetics. You right? can't Sprinter, grow your legs. Sport, you know, they're, you know, it, it, people don't like to talk about this stuff because it's like not nice. It's not nice that, you know, everybody can't be a sprinter and not everybody can be a mathematician or whatever. But the, it, that's just the reality. You know, you're, bo- you, yes, you are born that way. And then you do have to do a lot of work if you want to compete at higher and higher levels. But you're not, you know, it's genetic. And my genetics were, you know, I don't know. I'm like probably like 99.2. Five or 99.9 so if you took 500 or a thousand male athletes i would probably top thousand at uh, one thousandth but that's pretty fast but that's not nearly fast as the guys who are one out of ten thousand or a hundred thousand right yeah like he would look at and this happened a lot i remember like my very first meet um everyone uh, I, you know my roommate who was not athletic or he wasn't into this stuff and he's like he's like yeah, everybody keeps telling me got to come watch you in the track me everybody's talking about how fast you are and I'm like, and I, you know, I was excited about them. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'd come it's Saturday at this time. So he comes down there and he's watching. And my first meet, and it turns out I'm in lane two. Lane one is a guy in the Nigerian Olympic team. <laughs> <laughs> and he looked like Ben Johnson. Ever seen? I mean, the guy was pure muscle, explosive as all hell. You look at this guy and you're like, oh my God. <laughs> And, you know, and we're competing against, and it's an open track meet, so we're competing not against just Division Two or Division Three schools, but Division One, so big D1 schools with people who are full scholarships for just sprinting, right? Their, their, their entire college is paid for because they're that fast. So, or, or people are training for the Olympics. It was all of us, right? So, so paint the picture. What happened? Okay. <laughs> so, so we're getting the starting wise. I look at this guy to my left, and I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, I... I <laughs> I can tell, you know, and it was funny because you have to go back because I was so cocky about how fast I was in, in on the soccer team. I would, we'd be doing these drills, for instance, these chase drills where like, you know, they would kick the soccer ball and the guy in the offense would have to run. He's like starts 10 yards, five yards ahead. 
and you would have to, and you as the defender would be chasing them down behind it, and where this guy's running the ball to try and put pressure on them so that they, when they're shooting on the goal, they can, you know, learn to, to shoot under pressure. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so I would, I would back up. I'd say I'd back up like five yard, another five yards, give him ten yards, and I'm like, you, you feel good? You feel feel like it's fair? And they go, man, shut up. I, 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 that's okay. I'll give you another five yards. Fifteen yards? You good? They go, fuck you, Roberts. Come on, dude. <laughs> 20 you need 20 you know and so i mean obviously i was joking but i mean that i was you know i was uh, that you know i thought i was pretty i was the shit right and um and it's funny because one of my best buddies uh john chen who he's the guy who's um tennis club i invested in yeah he was like uh he and i were right just about the same speed and he had like won the Tampa Bay City Championships. He, you know, he was really fast, and so we were right at that same moment. We always argue who was the fastest, and so anyway, so that's that's where I'm coming from, right? I'm all full of myself, and but I'd never really been tested in, a, in a, an actual track against dedicated, you know, genetic specimens <laughs> who were just custom built to be raw speed, and so I get an Nexus guy, and um. Oh, and just for a second, so when I, oh, just to back up one more, when I had been timed for the 40-yard dash the year before when I was in the um, basketball team, I had run a 4-5-40, which for most people would say, like, you're running 4-5 or below on the, on the NFL combine, they'd be like, that's fast, right? I mean, that's not the fastest, the fastest receivers are running in the 4-3s and occasionally get some, you know, one or two guys who are ridiculous running on a 4-2 something. But anyway, so I was at that level. Anyway, go back this meet. The whistle or the gun goes off, and I swear to God, I look up, and this guy's already like it feels like he's ten feet ahead of me. I mean, he just jumped out of the blocks like a tiger, or like a like a like a cheetah. Oh my God. And you're just like, what the? I mean, I'm looking. I I look up and I jump up, and I'm literally looking at his the bottom of his cleats. <laughs> Jesus. And and we're you know of course. I mean, things over. It's like, you, you know, you run these things in like you know under seven seconds. Is the is the, it's the fifty-five meters is the indoor um, sprint length instead of a hundred meters in the bigger tracks yeah. outdoor. Yeah. And I, I mean, he finished. I don't know what it was. I mean, it felt like a, a country mile. I mean, he was like you know whatever. Probably finished like eight yards ahead of me or five yards ahead of me. A lot. And and I was with with most of the 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 group. You know, we all got smoked. And and I look over my roommate Ken, and he's just laughing his ass off. He's like, "Dude, that guy looked like he was on a higher gear than the rest of you." <laughs> so that funny, was my man. sort of welcome to welcome to track. You know what I mean? Like, you think you're fast, you're not that fast. Wait, wait till you wait till you run against the real sprinters, and you know you 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 could look like you're ridiculously fast on the soccer field or the basketball court or whatever, but you go up against pure sprinters and you know you're you're nothing and so i i did track for three years and i was you know i was a solid competitor but i didn't like you know qualify for nationals or really score any real points at the uh or score points at the conference meet i was just kind of you know in middle of the pack <clears throat> you know uh just going back to to health and sort of segueing from this subject yeah yeah that's enough um, that's enough of the track career you know i realized that doug martin uh, our texting listener might actually be single-handedly responsible for my health transformation here. Is that right? Because, <laughs> Single, because so, so I get no credit, huh? I, I mean, oh, you obviously get a little bit of credit, but <laughs> but I mean, he's he's done the key things that actually really made me start this. Which are? So f- first of all, he was he was posting his 
his weight charts. I guess because we're talking about Project Superhero or mm-hmm. whatever. So he's mm-hmm. posting his weight charts, but they're, they're being posted to general. Like no one else was really doing that, but he did. He did kind of start a little bit of momentum around that, and then he's like, a couple of people start posting, and he uh, sends me a DM. You know, maybe we should just start, you know, a, a channel for this. So then we started the channel, the Project Superhero, and then everyone starts posting, and then that was like, yeah, yeah, you know what? That's what I need to do. I need to post myself, and that was the beginning of it. So I just huge, huge debt of thanks to Doug for for that. Obviously, you, Jason. I mean, thank you to you as well. I mean, you have been so helpful. <laughs> I have. I you mean, have look, been I told look, I have. I have. I told you, dude. You got to make a habit every day, every day, and that's been a I that's mean, part of it, right? If you weren't doing this stuff every day, it wouldn't be working. I made the mistake of posting what I eat on <laughs> the channel, and you, then you I made like the I po- mistake I, of being of transparency. Of yeah. <laughs> so I po- so I'm posting like I thought I had two yogurts and it was like 19 grams of sugar, and you just came down on me so hard. You're like, dude, quit fucking around. You can do better than that. Don't eat 19 grams of sugar. And like even Joe was like, dude, like that was harsh, man. I mean, you need to you need to chillax, Jason. Like if I'm I'm tough on, on people, but that was even. It puts me to shame. No, uh, so. Joe is not tough on people. He's super nice, just like everybody else. I'm the only one. And all I said was <laughs> yogurt times two for, for 18 grams. Come on. You know, you know better than that. <laughs> That's all I said. I, I, it's true, I did true. say at first, I said, I said, now you're just being an asshole. That's what I first wrote. <laughs> But I didn't post it because I was like, he's going to, his eyes going to tear up when he reads this. You know, I was like, but I was like, dude, give me a break. Like, what are you doing? You're a diabetic and you're just like shoving sugar down your throat. Like, you can't do this. It is, this is no longer an option. But 18 grams is just nine grams times by two. Yeah, it's also eight grams plus 10 and 20 grams minus two. It's all kind of arithmetic that rhymes. But I'm out. just saying, like, 18 grams is like, what? what is a Coke? I mean, a Coke is like a, a serious amount uh, of grams. Between 35 or 40. Five, depending on the brand and whatever, but it's a lot. I mean, no, and eighteen grams is the same as eating a chocolate glazed donut. Okay, you so, cannot eat a chocolate glazed donut, Justin Vincent. <laughs> it, you so know, you can't. Then, looking at my my peaks going all crazy, I post um, a thing like, "Oh man, I need to eat meals that are basically because this this is the this is the the." the makeup of a meal that just doesn't spike me and that's just good. I I need to find a way of eating meals that are just like, you know, less than, well, less than 20 grams carbs and like almost no fat, you know, just like 30 grams carbs and, and very low fat. Mo- and yeah, so then Joe... Mostly, you know, pro- mostly protein. High high protein is good. Probably not too much. Yeah, okay. Lean meats so and Joe, vegetables. Joe primarily. posts his lunch. <laughs> mm-hmm. He takes a picture of the lunch he's eaten right there and posts it. And I'm like, huh. Because I, I was I couldn't even imagine like okay how am I going to do that, and 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 then Joe's and and we spoke about it in a private message. So now my new my new thing for the next couple of weeks is to eat like Joe. That's basically what I'm going to be focused on. Well, and, I mean um, it's not that hard. Yeah. I mean it's not that confusing. I mean you want, if you go to any diabetic cookbook or something, they're going to be or or any diet. They're going to say, look, you know, no simple carbs are basically, you, know, cut, you cut out sugars, you can't have simple carbs. It's mostly lean meats and, um, and, um, and vegetables, right? And a little bit and some fruit, right? It's making, it's, it's a, it's a mental switch in my brain 
to just because like I've just always been thinking, okay, I can have some crackers or some small amount of carbs no. or whatever. No. But it's just a mental switch in my brain to just say, no, you're actually just going to be eating vegetables, some beans, and some protein. There's still a lot of options. There's a lot of fruit and vegetables and, mm. um, you know, there's, there's some nuts and stuff that you can eat and there's some, and there's different meats you can eat, but you just can't be having bread and pasta and crackers. And I mean, dude, what was that matcha thing? I had like 34 grams of sugar. That, I mean, no, that was, an accident. that was an accident. I went to Starbucks and because I was looking for some, a coffee alternative. And so I go, I went to Starbucks and I said, can I have a matcha without sugar? And they, they said, yeah, sure. But what they thought I meant was just don't add any extra sugar. They didn't tell me that it actually has sugar baked into the, the matcha powder itself. Okay. So it was just an accident. Well, but then I, I started drinking. And I was like, hmm, this tastes pretty nice. <laughs> I'm like halfway through and then I Google it and I'm like, oh, holy shit. And then I'm like, all right, I've, I've gone through half of it. I might as well finish it. Yeah. That, so, but I'm, Yeah, go on. I, 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 th- I, think, I think what you need to do and I'll I'll talk about my own situation in a second. So you're you're not alone, right? Like you're not the only one who's having to change their diet. But you have to have a little more of a plan each day about what you're eating. Like these are the th- the two or three or four things or whatever it is that you eat for breakfast. You can't wake up and go, I don't know what I'm gonna eat today. Oh, geez, yeah. people stop saying yeah. you can't do that. No, no, hundred percent. That's not yeah. that's that's just gonna lead to failure. And then you're gonna screw everything up and you have these spikes. And and here's the thing, Dustin. I mean. And I don't mean to be a bad guy, but I'm just telling you, I'm reminding you what you already know. You're a diabetic. When you spike this thing with 300, you're doing real damage to your body. This isn't like, oh, I'm just like a normal, healthy person trying to drop some weight. Yeah. And, you know, if I, I I eat a little too much sugar, so it's going to hurt how much weight I'm going to lose this week. No, no. Like, this is damage. This is bad. Like, you need to, you cannot keep spiking to 300, you know, a couple times a day and be like, oh, well, I'll try and do better tomorrow. Like, no. You need to stop doing it. It's like it's I mean, like if I you, mean another another yeah, texting I mean, listener, and I'm not going to use his name because I don't know if he. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he said he said he, yeah. He basically said, "Look," because he he sent me a private message. He said, "Look, dude, you've you've got to bring your blood sugars down or take insulin because I've just seen so many stories of people who ended up on dia- dialysis and all this kind of stuff." So he's like, "Look, you know, you are you're at a A1C of like ten, and you need to be f- an A1C of five, and it's just like." 10 year long term it just damages every part of your body it's just very slow and that that is i already knew that and that's the reason why i'm on this journey in the first place um but i will say that his message put a real kick up my butt and um I, and then joe offering those eating you know the eating advice i feel like and plus also starting to jog two miles a day it, like it's having a real impact like my my numbers are definitely going down. Like currently, right now, I'm in I'm in the middle of the gray. So see, that's good. I you think, need to keep yeah. it there. You need to keep yeah. it there. Say I'm not yeah. going above this. I mean, look, you know, to yeah. me, it's like if you're talking. I mean, you're like the equivalent of a drug addict, right? And mm-hmm. and if someone says, "Well, I'm going to just do a little bit of fentanyl," it's like no. And I'm not going <laughs> to tell you, oh, do you only had fentanyl twice this week? No, the fuck that. No, I'm, I'm not. not. I am as your friend. I am not going to lie to you and say it's okay. Not, I'm not going to do it. And if it hurts your feelings and you don't want to be my friend, that's fine. Because you're like, Jason's an asshole. He's telling me it's dumb for me to be taking fentanyl because it's killing me. He should be more supportive and let me have it. No, I'm not going to tell you that. You know? And so, you know, and, and I'm, I'm not, I don't mean to be too much of a jerk, but I'm going to, but if you do something that's obviously self-sabotage, it's obviously putting you in a situation like where 
He said you could be on dialysis. We talk about ruining your life. I mean, you know, yeah. right now you're worried like, oh, I don't get to eat a couple of things I like, like boo hoo, like that. That you know, we're, it's always it's annoying to all of us as we get older that we can't eat all the junk food we used to. But you go on dialysis, like, dude, your life is gonna really suck, and you gotta avoid that. So I'm just trying to, and I'm I'm not I'm trying. I mean, if I just told if I told you really my initial reaction, I saw that I was literally like, what the? F-? But I just said, all right, I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm going to dial this down. Justin's not going to take it the right way and he's going to well, upset him. But somebody has to tell him this is not no, but, acceptable. But here's the thing. Like, obviously, I had some intrinsic motivation to think to myself, okay, I'm going to actually put the food with the spikes. Because you guys were just seeing spikes before. So you mm. didn't, you're just like, okay, there's, there's spikes, you know. But now I'm putting the food with the spikes. You're like, wait a minute. And what is he doing? You're, fucking, you're having two ice creams and a, and a, and like chocolate, <laughs> yeah. so it uh, that's kind of why I did it because I knew that I needed to uh, you know attack myself. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, enough about me. Well, let's, it's good. Well, no, I, I, I look, I, 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 I want to look. I applaud the progress you've made, and I do. So I applaud that your um your honesty and your transparency. I think this is all great. This is all going to work. It's all contributing to making you be successful. Mm. And so, um, you know, and if in I just want to, uh, you to understand that if I give a little bit of tough love, it's coming from a place of love. Yeah. If I didn't give a shit, I mean, do whatever we want, man. I don't care. <laughs> you get dialysis. That's your choice. You're a grown man. You know what I mean? But I'm like, it, it, it makes me upset. You know, it's like, I mean, if you, yeah. if, and the other thing is like, if you're posting this stuff off online to a public thing, you know, now you're in my eye line, right? Like people can go off and be, and do stupid crap all day long. If I don't know about it. I'm not going to react to it. But if it's like right in front of me, and it's like, hey, I did fentanyl again today. I'm going to get pissed. I'm like, what are you doing? Right? You're telling me you want to be off drugs, but you took fentanyl. And now you're pissing me off because now you're just we got putting it. me in a bad mood. I got mood. it, man. So anyway, I'd say, but I, I'm, I, the, 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 but just the one thing I just, just reiterate is have a plan for your week. Yeah. These are the things I'm going to mm-hmm. eat. These are why I'm going to eat them. These, this is my budget. Don't just show up and be like, I don't know what to eat to lunch. Maybe I could eat this. Maybe. No, 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 no. Like you need to just, this is what I'm eating for lunch. This is what I'm eating for dinner. If there's a couple things you want to, you think you want to play with a little bit, eat a small, small, a small portion of it for one of your meals. And then be like, ah, yeah, that's not going to work. But just mm-hmm. try and get settled on stuff. Your, your number one goal should be to get in under these normal range and stay there. And then yeah. once you're there all the time, then you can experiment a little bit, but just get used to eating the foods that can do it. And that's what we've been building up to this. I mean, I think, yeah. I think we, this whole thing has been a build up to this because by the way, I'm over two months off the alcohol now. So, you that's know, we're great. building up that's to great. hardcore and this could have never happened without these mental changes in the first place. So, so yeah, it, no, uh, you you knew you know, yourself. We're here, we're here. Well, you yeah. you're right. You you were right about like the was it James Clear, which was like he was about the establishing habits. habits. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think you know that I'm glad that's worked so well for you, like eliminating the saboteurs being alcohol and and coffee yeah. for you, and that that was clearly the best thing. And and but I just I think um you know I think it's great the fact that you're getting up early and doing exercise that's awesome. I think that is just you know. But as, as I said before on the discord every day if you if there's some morning you just can't get up you know you, you know whatever reason you still you still say i have to exercise every day no matter what no matter what unless right. you're down with the flu or something you can go for a 20 minute brisk walk before dinner or after dinner there's nothing stopping you you're not the president you're not that busy you know what i mean 
there's 20 minutes. All right, let's hear about you. Um, so, okay. Um, so where to start? Oh, first of all, let me let me let me tell you one thing. I had a dr- it, I had a dream last night that Paul Cram, like there was a bunch of us, like for some reason we had some. It was almost like a texting summit or something like that. And Paul Graham is there, and we're walking down like a you know a, a like a sidewalk. He's like ahead. He and he's like thinner. And I go, Paul, you look you look like you lost a bunch of weight. And he's like, yeah. He's like, I just started posting my stuff every day online. You know, and and having other people, you know, do that like it really worked. And he's like, I want to fund an app. I want to fund a, a company that does that. And I said, Well, you know, funny enough, we've do it. We have something called Project Superhero. We have a bunch of people doing that. And he's like, Oh, I would fund that. And I said, Do you want to call? Can we call it Project? I said, Well, I'm sure one of our guys will do it. Can we call it Project Superhero? He's like, Yeah, good name, great name, Project Superhero. And uh, I like. So it's just a funny that was an actual dream. I literally had that last night. I woke up this morning and I was like, what a weird, weird situation. That, I mean, that is believable. I mean, it's funny. I know that it's a dream, but like, I do think that someone could do, like with the, with like, but it's all about the community with the right community. It could, it could work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I talked about it last week, a little bit about the the connection between excess fructose and uh, uric acids, and and how I why I think that's where why my uric acid levels were elevated, and which is called uricemia, I think, which was is was causing my gout flare ups. Right. Yeah. And I I, I watched I watched a couple of videos from this guy. He so he's a doctor who's pretty. I mean, he's kind of a big deal and he's written some books and he's collected a lot of like cutting edge research that over the last few years has really been building up and and there's a lot of strong evidence to to point to fructose as being a big contributor to um uricemia and um you know which causes it definitely it definitely causes gout and uh kidney stones in some people but for everyone increases cardiovascular the risk of cardiovascular disease hypertension um you know, putting on uh, obesity, all this stuff. So a lot of bad stuff, right? And mm-hmm. I, the way I've kind of been looking at it is like, you know, it, it sucks that I that all of a sudden I started getting these gout flare-ups. But on the other hand, it's like if I wasn't getting the gout flare-ups, I might not be so aware that yeah. I have elevated uric acid levels, right? Which yeah. is really bad. It'd be it's sort of like a si- it's because it's sort of like a silent killer. Because if you're getting if you're getting elevated blood pressure and and uh, all these other things, that that's just exactly that's, that's a killer, right? Insulin, yeah. res- insulin resistance. I mean, it just leads to all this stuff. So, um, I'm really focused now on on getting my uric acid levels down. And and for me, it, it you know I'm still like re- I'm like halfway through the book that the guy wrote on called Drop Acid, and he goes through the whole all the stuff. And the long and the short of it is that number one is like get your free uric the fructose levels down, right? Now, what what does that mean? Get the fructose levels down, like specifically, technically so, speaking. So, um, f- you know, for a long time, people thought fructose was like uh, was great because it initially came. I think it was in the seventies. So this is one of the things I read about in the book. They were talking about how, like, when fructose first came out in the seventies, they said, okay, this is great because it's it's cheaper than sugar, especially since it was getting subsidized by the government. Is one of these, and, and and fructose does not initially cause blood glucose to rise like eating normal sugar. So for diabetics, it's great. You're like, hey, you know, I can have fructose. Where does and, it come from? Uh, hi, well, it's 
it's a fructose is, is ultimately like the the it's a type of molecule you, you know our i think our um, it's in fruit, first of all, and but all glu- all sh- like sucrose, like sugar, is half glucose, half fructose. So when you when you when you metabolize sugar, you know half of it becomes the 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 glucose, which for you would cause a spike, and the other half is fructose. But fructose itself, ultimately, when it's metabolized, um, produces uric acid. Does that make sense? Hmm. So, um, but fruit so does that mean fruit is fruit is bad for you? Because that seems a bit weird. If you eat too much fruit, but if you eat a, if you eat like if you eat like a, an orange or you eat you know some strawberries or something, that's fine because it's not as much fructose as say like if you could do a glass of orange juice that has a ton of fructose. But the thing is, when you have like an orange, there's I think it was something the like fiber. seven or eight grams of fructose as opposed to like forty grams if you had like an eight ounce. But glass it's of because juice. so if you have a strawberry, you are also having a crap load of fiber. If you have like a blueberry, there's loads of fiber. That's right. So basically, this this is what I was saying to you as well last time about processed food. It's like if you have food that's unprocessed, it has the right amount of fiber with it just naturally to offset the other shit that it, you know the, the sweetness or the fructose or whatever. That's right. That's 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 totally true. And and so I, I think it was approximately seventy percent of processed foods has uh, fructose added to it, just because people like stuff that's sweet and sweet stuff sells and, and companies make more money if they're. If if it yeah. sells right, so it's like okay, like we add a little more fructose, it tastes better. We start winning market share. Everybody's happy. Well, it turns yeah. out not everybody's happy because a lot of people are ultimately because with excess fructose is causing this uric acid level increase, which is causing us to do insulin resistance and at become obese and all over years, right? So, if it does fructose also contribute to diabetes, then yeah. Yeah, that's right. Contribute causes it contributes to type two diabetes. So in the sense, so in the short term, you might look at your chart and you go, "Well, I can have this fructose. It didn't really increase my glucose levels, but it's increasing your insulin sensitivity. Insen- your insulin it, insensitivity. Is it different to the alcoholic sugars, the alcohol sugars? I don't know. You know, I mean, see, I'm I'm just speaking at a fairly high level because obviously I'm not a doctor. I'm not an expert on this. I'm just like you know, I've listened to a few hours of podcasts and I'm halfway through the book, so just. Just to frame this about how much I know. You're you just know. starting. You're I'm, starting your fructose journey. Yeah, I'm just trying to understand the mechanisms that are in place. And in this book, and Drop Acid, I mean, he does a really good job of spelling this stuff out. But I think the the way you need to think about it is from an evolutionary standpoint. In that we evolved to eat fruit, right? We did not evolve to drink orange juice and coke, right? right Our bodies right, are right. optimized to do that. And one of the things he talks about is that so we so. Being, creating uric acid, higher levels of uric acid turned out to be an evolutionary advantage because when you would eat fruit and uh, and, and typically um, that would be a time when you, you know, winter is coming. So you need to eat fruit so you could pack on a little more fat, right? Mm. And that was, that allowed people, you know, people at this time, or I don't know if you call them people, humanoids or whatever, to, <laughs> yeah, to live through the winter humanoids. because they had a little more fat. Right, and they weren't fat, but they had a few extra pounds or whatever of fat, or ten pounds of extra fat, and that was enough to power them through. Where people who were humanoids who did not have it would literally starve to death. Right. Well, okay, okay. So let's circle back to this because I've got something to say. Well, let me just explain one more thing. Yeah. yeah, So, because other animals, other mammals like gorillas and other stuff, like they have something called uricase, which actually breaks down. The uric acid, when it makes it easily to be excreted and dealt with by the, I think it's by the kidneys or the liver, but mm-hmm. we don't have uric case. 
that we got rid of that gene, and not only that, we have um, we have a, a a gene that switched switched on over the last couple million dollars million years that um, makes it so that we we turn the uric acid into into fat, and so now that we have an abundant supply of food, like where nobody's in the mo- in the modern world is starving, we have the opposite problem now, and so everybody's mm. packing. But and now that we're eating way more fructose, and we're not eating it with fiber or whatever that helps ameliorate or reduce, you know, the 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 metabolism of the fructose, and and then we have all these other issues that we talked about. Um, okay, keep keep going. So the the so for me. You know, I need I need to get I want to get one of these sort of like um, these things that you know, allows you to to track your uh, uric acid levels. And I think it's mm. like I mean, there's different kinds, but I think the the ones that are really work are you basically have to take a little blood sample, you know, kind of prick your finger and it'll tell you. Oh, okay, yeah. But I was reading in the book, and he, I, I think later he probably goes into more detail about it. But he's like, yeah, he he's like, I I I recommend that you do continuous glucose monitoring. Because then you can really understand what's jacking up your your um, your blood sugar levels, and there you go. and that that is related to because if you get a lot of fructose, then the fructose. Um, well, first of all, if you're having sugar, a lot of sugary things, half of it is fructose. But I think if you're have if jacked up, um, you know, glucose levels, then that is is related to consuming a lot of fructose because of the insulin insensitivity and other stuff. I mean, I haven't really gotten to all that, so I may end up, you know doing something like what you're doing using the glucose continuous glucose monitoring cool. or whatever i mean that that'd be great to to get but there's two reasons why i'd like that one is to just because it's just so good to have it like you can really see oh shit when i do this that happens mm-hmm. but the other thing is i'd like to see your numbers because like uh, that's you know that's what a normal person looks like <laughs> that's my goal you know well, I I may be worse than normal. The fact that my uric acid levels are elevated, so I you know maybe it'd be interesting if there were some other some other uh, texting listeners like Joe or guys who are a little bit younger than us and maybe have no issues. See what their what theirs is like. Like, I mean, but there's no you way know. you're going outside of the gray, right? I mean, you, you I don't you would have picked that up in in like recent doctor visits or something like that they always check your blood probably probably yeah but i think what's happened is on my sunday cheat days when i would just go to town and have like you know multiple cokes and ice cream and donuts and stuff like i just you just blew up with fructose and my body just couldn't process it all did what you accused me of you drove a truck through the loophole i did but but it it didn't for for the longest time it didn't matter right like i was healthy (laughs) and i was losing weight you know, and I, you know, it, it wasn't until then all of a sudden now I have a, I have a problem. So, hmm. you know, um, but, but now that I know there's a problem, I'm like, I'm like no more cheat days on Sundays. I'm not doing that. So this morning I had my typical like eggs and bacon, low, high protein, low carb breakfast and just the same lunch. And so I didn't go out and go to Baja Fresh and have a big you know, burrito and I didn't have bowls of cereal for breakfast and I didn't, I'm not going to get ice cream this afternoon. So I'm not doing any of that stuff anymore. Today's my first day where I'm like, screw it. Can't do it anymore. Cause, because for me, if I have a flare up, gout flare up, I mean, I'm like in pain, like severe pain for like week and a half, two weeks. I mean, it is major punishment. It isn't just like some abstract number. It's like, okay, all right, Jace, you want to do that? Great. I'm going to literally stomp on your foot so hard. Your foot's going to feel like it's broken for a week and a half. You like that idea? Um, 
Like, no, what? I don't want that anymore. It sucks. What what continuous glucose monitor are you going to get? I don't really think about have, it. So you're the expert. So let's let's talk about it. Well, what's the, what's the story? I mean, there's there's kind of two approaches you can get. There's the one, there's the nutrition uh, companies mm-hmm. where I think there's just one actually um, who does their own continuous glucose monitor where, so you sign up to a website and it's like 350 a month or something like that. They'll send you a, a continuous glucose monitor and, um, but it's bundled with their whole system, you know, nutrition system. So mm-hmm. like that, that, that one. And then the other one is you can just go straight to the horse's mouth and just deal with Dexcom or Libra. I think they're called something like that. There's a, there's, there's Dexcom is one and then Libra free is another. But um, from what, from, from my, what I've seen in the reviews that I've looked at, the Dexcom seven is just the best. Just, it's just the best. It's the least painful to put in. Um, it's, it's the fastest to warm up. It's just, there's just lots of different reasons why it's the best. Um, so I would recommend that basically. Well, how much are these per month? Or is these all services that I got to pay hundreds of dollars a month for? You do have to pay hundreds of dollars a month for it because basically the way that they do it is, uh, I mean, for me, because I've, I'm on prescription, um, my, my copay with Cigna, uh, for, to get this is 40 bucks a month. Oh, okay. For you, it's probably going to be different unless you can get, um, the doctor, and unless you can just get the doctor to say send you a, an actual prescription, and then, but you're on you're on HSA, aren't you? So you do, it works differently for you, right? Yeah, I, I, so I think here's I think my what I'm going to do first, I want to finish the book and see what he really recommends. Like how important is yeah. the glucose monitoring? Um, I think the first thing, uh, the second thing I'm going to do is I'm going to order a uric acid um, testing kit, which I I yeah. think I'm on Amazon they're like a hundred or two hundred bucks or something like that. And if I can get my uric acid levels down below where they need to be. So, for instance, above seven, I think, was it milligrams per deciliter or something like that? Below seven, if you go above seven, you're in trouble. Like, that's bad. That's where you start having gout and issues. Or it's just contributing to problems like hypertension and other stuff we talked about. If it's below five but anywhere in the 5.5 to 7 at least for males that's called high normal and what he says he's like look that's high normal but it's not optimal you want to be below 5.5 and mm. like women are a little different especially pre-menopausal when you're when after women get menopause they come in more line with guys but i think estrogen uh it sort of helps abate the uh the um uric acid so anyway but for guys we're talking five you, i need to get below 5.5 if i can get this thing and all of a sudden i'm like hey when I cut out all the crazy sugar on Sundays and I'm eating like a sane human being, my, my, my levels are down between four, eight and five, eight or something. Okay. I'm good. Like I'm not going to spend hundreds of dollars for glucose, but if it's you know, like, I can't uh, do it and there's something else going on, then I'm going to have to dig deep. Just like debugging, right? Like, I don't know what's really going on. I got to set some breakpoints and but look, and look at the data. What you should do. I mean, if you're doing that, you should also just go to CVS and buy their basic, um, glucose monitor and it's just it's just cheap it's like 40 bucks or whatever but it's it's very accurate but since you're already going to be pricking yourself uh and getting the blood out you might as well just do um a double a double take so what is my glucose right now and what is my uric acid yeah that's not a bad idea and you know and, I mean? and i and i think super cheap i think what happens is if i can 
I don't, I don't think this is the kind of, th- if I can get into the normal range and I'm eating consistently the same stuff, I don't have to do this all the time, right? I could be like, you know what, I'll just check every once in a while. I might check a lot for the first month until I really kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm convinced I'm in the healthy range. I'll tell range. you one thing, yeah. though. I'll tell you one thing. Um, it's not going to take a lot of that before you go, hmm, if I have a, con- a continuous glucose monitor, I just have to do this painful thing one time in 10 days. Versus this painful thing every day, a couple of times a day. Believe me, it's really annoyingly painful and irritating to do yeah. the prick yourself. Yeah, I no, mean, I'm not it, excited. It, I'm not excited about that. I'm not a huge needle so fan. So I wouldn't be too, I, I would be, I mean, if you're just trying to save some money, but I mean, you're loaded anyway. Like, why Why not spend 200 to 400 bucks? I don't know, because you know? ultimately I'm a middle class guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a middle like, class guy i mean you know it's just i'm not like yeah you know just spend lots of money like i don't like spending money i, I just don't yeah, but like it's it. money on your actual health i mean it's like like you're buying like the rolls royce for your health as it were you know that's true i mean i i'm not ruling it out i'm just that i'm just this, I, and I haven't put a ton of thought to it you, you may be right i might i might after like a couple weeks of the sale this is bullshit i'm <laughs> just do what justin yeah, said know. like this is for if the I birds know you you don't like unpleasant experiences and believe me it's really unpleasant to have to just do that there. continually <laughs> i know hmm. anyway anyway just enough health justin justin hello Hello. Hello. Yeah. Okay. Hello. You're back. You're back yeah. now. Okay. So go on. What were you saying? I was just. I was just saying. I think um, probably we've done enough on the health. Well, I just have a couple couple more quick things. Um, so I just broke through two hundred, and oh nice. So I'm, I hit one nine nine point eight, which was my has been my low since before the pandemic. So in the low of four years, and this this is I hit this once uh, back in like early June or late. May and I and I and then I'm I've as I've talked about I took the summer and I kind of took that mostly off. I mean I worked out as much as I could, but I wasn't you know there was a lot of not compliant eating and not nearly as much working out. And so I put on about a few pounds, and I've uh, as a result of that, and I've I've dropped about a pound a week. So now I'm right below 200. So now I'm hoping that without the Sunday cheat days, that I can drop a little faster and or at least not stall out and and, and be able to without too much struggle, be able to fight my way down to 185, if not 180. So that's the, that's the plan. And Great. in terms of working out, um, I'm rather than just because of four in the spring, I was, I wasn't doing any lifting. I was just doing pure cardio. And now what I'm going to do uh, and what I've been doing for the last few weeks is be on a three day lifting split. So upper body one day, uh, you know, I'm sorry, uh, push day, pull day, leg day, take a day off. And then each of the days that I lift will be, um, you know, I'll do a hundred calories on the warm up on the bike, then do lift for about, cause you remember you asked how long am I lifting for? And I, after you asked yeah. that, I, I initially said 35, 40 minutes. It turned out there's actually between 25 and 30 minutes. It's so about 25 minutes. Mm. So it's not that long. Cause I, okay. I take about a minute break in between sets. I do about four to five, four to five exercises, about a minute off three working sets. These, it takes 25 to 30 minutes and then, and then do a couple hundred calories real quick on the bike. And then therefore I've done like 250, 300 calories of cardio plus heavy lifting. My heart rate has been up for over an hour and that does the trick. So that's, 
And then my day off is actually not a day off. It's, it's just, just pure cardio day. I'll just go in and do like 500 calories. So that's my, that's my workout um, plan. Let me just ask you what, so you, you're going to, you're going to continue doing um, the kind of running jogging thing for the next, you know, near term. So the next couple months, few months, but at some point you're going to start integrating maybe in a couple of those days doing some like kind of a dumbbell workout or, or something like that. Exactly. Is that still part yeah. of the plan? Uh, yeah, exactly. That's what I'll do. But I think I need to really get the, just get the habit in. Make the, I mean, I can, I can feel my, my legs uh, bulking up for the want of a better word. You're bulking. <laughs> I mean, you're bulking. I wouldn't say bulking, but you know, just, just there's, they're definitely changing. Um, and I, I'm, I'm going to want that for the rest of my, my body as well. So, well, I think, um, yeah. I think, I think it's fine to just do the, the jogging for a little while. I mean, I mean, just, yeah. I think this is great. I think you, like, as you, as you said, like just establishing the habit is the most important mm. thing. And then I think after a while, the jog is going to be such a big deal. You're going to be like, ah, you know, what? it's like going, I jog two miles, big exactly. deal. And yeah. then you're like, you know what? I can do a 15 minute dumbbell workout three days a week before my run, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I do the dumbbell thing. You know, I go through and I do four or five exercises. I whip through them. And, and that'll be, and that'll have make a material impact on your overall body. And, 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 and doing like a dumbbell workout doesn't take any special expertise. It doesn't really take really expensive equipment and you don't need a trainer. It's just something you can have, you know, a few different weights or, or whatever, or one of those things that you can, you can, these adjustable dumbbells and then you can, it's super convenient. So that's what I'd recommend that you probably do. Yeah. Once you do, once, once you've, you've yeah. absolutely settled the, ha- established the habit and you're ready to kind of bump it up a little bit so anyway so oh i guess something else uh, okay i know we were gonna move but but there is one other thing is um because i've got my apple watch do you have an apple watch i do but for some reason there was some problem with i couldn't get it connect and i've just been sitting in a drawer but i'm thinking about bringing it back up and trying to figure out what the problem was you should because the 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 stats that you can see are super cool okay um and especially when you you like uh, make it record the workouts it just gives you a heart rate for the whole workout Mm -hmm. it tells you how long you're doing if you're doing running so one thing that i can see from from the stats the, the fitness app is that it each mile, I know that you can probably run a four-minute mile, but I can run no. an eighteen-minute mile. I'm a sprinter. I cannot run a four-minute mile, Justin. I think I established I'm okay. not a distance guy, so no, I cannot. I can't. I couldn't I'm, do a. I'm, I could struggle. Probably, I would struggle to do a seven-minute mile at this point. I'd probably do like an eight-minute. Well, mile. I'm on an eighteen-minute mile, and um, that that's gives me another thing to like look at to think about. Okay, how can I? You know, can I get better? Can I get down to a seventeen-minute mile? You know, can I get down to a sixteen-minute mile? Yeah, so for sure. it, that's another thing um, to another goal. another goal, basically. Well, yeah. I think I think different type these different goals are really fun and are, are motivating. You know, I mean, right now, I think just establishing the habit is is more than enough of a goal for the time being. Yeah. I mean, you can kind of be looking at say, I wonder if I get that drop drop thirty seconds off my mile. I mean, you know, you might be looking at doing that in a week or two or whatever, and just slowly, gradually you know, ramping it down, but you don't want to do that every day. Right. You want to do like, I think it was, I, I don't know where it was, I don't know, David, David or Doug or whoever it was who said it in the superhero channel was like, yeah, do hard days and easy days. And that's right. Like you don't do yeah. hard every day. You're going to do, you might say like, well, Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, I try and, and do and try and I try and get as fast of a two mile in as I, as I can within reason. 
And then the other days, it's it's more of a, a lighter, longer, maybe shuffle, where you're just kind of, I just go out yeah. there, I get my heart rate up in the 120 range, and I just take an easy jog. And then you push hard enough days. So that's the way you want to do it. You do All not right. want to do push the limits every day. That'll burn yourself out. You'll burn yourself out that way. Dude, I can't get to the 120 range. It's just so hard. So hard. You just that like, out of shape? My my heart no it's no no if, if i was it's not that i mean my, my heart would be going higher if if i was out of shape my heart is just in really good shape well like, i don't know yeah. if that's the thing because you because you're not i mean you might have a strong heart you might it pumps a lot i mean it's you do have very low average beat rate even when you're super out of shape right that's weird right that, well but let me just tell you this on my first day doing the two mile jog my heart rate went up to 138 and it was in all three zones. But on every other day that I've done the jog, it does not, the exact same jog, sweating the exact same amount, it doesn't go above 120. Well, let me ask you this. When you're, when you're finished your jog, like when you're in the middle of your jog, like, are you able to have a conversation? If I was there with you, jogging, could you talk to me or would you be like, <gasps> I mean, would you be able to? I wouldn't be like that. No, I mean, I, but, but I couldn't go any faster because I'd hurt my, my knees basically. So I'm going my maximum pace uh, without hurting my general bones. Okay, so so the restriction isn't that you're you're bu- you're you're stressing your cardiovascular as hard as you can at 120. It's just your your the constraint is your is your your knees are hurting you. Yeah, if I was doing um, elliptical, I reckon I could I could probably take it much higher. Yeah, um, yeah, because for cardiovascular if you're like trying to build your cardiovascular i mean it, it, there's different things of it so like if you're trying to get in better and better shape you're going to want to get your heart rate up in the in the highest zone for some yeah. period of time at least a few two to three times a week i mean you don't have to be going yeah. absolutely insane with it but for for our age and low early 50s what that looks like is getting up around um you know in the upper in the mid 160s or low or low 160s just a little bit or even upper 150s but um, if you're doing like kind of just fat burning lower day, you know, you can be around the 120, you know, range. But if you're down like 100, like that's pretty, that's, you're not burning a lot of fat. You need to get up a little bit I mean, bit basically more. it's not, my average, my average is, was 98 on the, on today's two mile jog. It's a starting point. I mean, I, you need to get a little higher. It's now. just a starting point. It's, yeah. You need to, you Hopefully need to, you need, higher, to yeah. you need to yeah. be shooting for more like one, I can't remember what it is. It's like at, um, I remember it's like. 115 120 i think between 110 and 120 i think is where you want to be for just like extended fat burning and and i think once i'm well once i'm you know i think i might need to lose a bit of weight as well because that's the other issue it's like there's a lot of weight and all my weight's on my upper half like there is literally not even one tiny piece of fat on any any part of my legs as illustrated by your dive off to the diving board right (laughs) so that's the other thing. So, so maybe you know, once I'm another ten pounds down, I might be able to push this, push this faster, and it won't hurt so much. Anyway, okay, we really have to stop talking about this being time cop, time cop. I, that's totally fine. So, but just, I, I, you know, it's funny because I was really conscious of this being of what we're doing in this topic. But it's funny because this is by far the most active channel. Like everybody is like know, super right? into like Project Superhero. But so yeah, this is we're going we're going a little long on this. But if there's one thing I think people have a little more of an appetite for, it's probably this. Anything else? Strangely, but anyway. <laughs> okay, so let's move yeah. on. What's uh, what's 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 next on the docket? Well, why don't you bring something to the table? Well, okay, so why don't we talk a little bit about Colby's um, game? I'd like to get nice. an update yeah. on that. Good. Does that sound good? Yeah, please. Yeah, so um, Colby is now at the point where you're trying to kind of wrap things up a little bit, like get in and. 
the the plan all along is to is to turn his web app into a progressive web app. Um, do you a PWA? Yeah. You're familiar with that, right? Which, mm-hmm. it, for anyone who's not familiar, it's basically there's a little protocol. I think you have like a some kind of manifest file, and basically what it does is that you can add it to your home screen, and it looks and feels like an app. There's no address bar. There's no like navigation stuff that pops up in a normal um, uh, n- uh, browser window. It looks it looks like an app right mm-hmm. and behaves like an app for the most part and um and and then it 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 can run locally without uh you know you can write it in a way that it's all running locally if you and it stores it stores all the data caches all the data locally so it has a lot of cool features like that and i've said all along i think this is a great way to do it um because they don't have to deal with app stores and that's a whole big pain in mm-hmm. the ass so let's just let's just do it this way first because part of this is like we need to remove any unnecessary complications, but I also want this to be a learning, a learning process, you know, mm-hmm. I, and, and, and I think, you know, so we're trying to balance that out. Um, so he, 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 I, he just figured it out. He watched a video or you tor- watched a tutorial and he went in and did all the stuff and his, he's like, I, I walk in there and I'm going to do it. He's well, I'm optimizing this. This is, this is taking too long to load and I'm doing it. So he's going all through his optimizations of which files are coming in and combining files and, you know, streamlining images and doing all that stuff. And, um, the other part was adding, um, haptics, you know, which is like vibrations. And so when you're playing a game and you like something gets destroyed, you get like a little vibration, like explosion feel. You know that you're familiar with that, Justin. Mm-hmm. Are, yeah. Are you are we okay with the mm-hmm. lag or or not? There's a bit. Of, there's a bit of a lag, but I mean, you you can uh, you can keep going. Hello. Yeah, I can hear you. Are we, Test, are we one, okay? Two, three, are we okay now? I think so. It's okay. just it goes in and out every now and again. It's very annoying. Okay. 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 Um. So anyway, um, then he so he's doing the haptic stuff, and then and, and the other thing is 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 audio is is, is being able to play like sound effects. Um, mm-hmm. Have you? Yeah. And 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 this one thing has just been frustrating for me. He's like, there's this perceptible lag when you using HTML5 audio when you play like a play sound. I think it's like a two or three hundred millisecond delay. So if you had like something a sound that play every time you say click on a click on a uh, hex it would give like a little say play a sound is this pers- are you talking about on mobile or on on mobile on computer on mobile yeah and it's fine yeah, you on have the computer. to go yeah yeah so you just have to it's what what library is it because basically there's a certain library um there's a certain way of doing it where you can make that happen exactly when it's pressed which one is it do you know is it howler js or is it something else well, I, the way that I got that to work um, was to just di- go directly with the events. Okay, so he's doing that. He's like an on-click event or whatever, and then he has like a, you know, he he preloads the audio, and then he has you know audio dot you know whatever play. Yeah, you're doing something else. No, no, that that yeah, I mean that's so that they must just it's it's just I think he's just going to have to just try throwing shit at the wall. And just trying different concepts and different aspects, mm-hmm. and just find the one that works. Yeah. So anyway, that's 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 what he's tried right now, and it's it's a little bit. Um, he's he's he was a little bit frustrated by it. But I, you know, we were uh, at lunch today, and I said, look, you know, 
this is the reality when working on software in general is that you're going to have constraints. They're going to things that you're going to have to work around and whether you have size limitations or speed limitations or whatever it is. And you just have to be creative and be like, okay, well, what can we do? So maybe playing a sound, a sound that depends on, 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 on uh, being heard the instant you do something, maybe, maybe we should try and avoid that and rather maybe use a haptic, type of 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 um event right mhm okay i've just can you hear me yeah i can hear you yeah i've just found a blog a blog post that'll tell him how to do it five ways to prevent the 300 millisecond click delay on mobile devices perfect yeah that would be great and it's uh, it's it's just as simple as setting there's different things that you can set you know you know like the meta viewport type stuff mhm right Okay. Oh, that um, would be I'll awesome. I'll text it to you right now. That'd be awesome because he's yeah. been really, he was really frustrated with that yesterday. Yeah. And, but the thing I was telling him, I said, look, you know, as frustrating as this is, and I know this stuff can be frustrating, um, this is where you learn a lot. You learn a lot when things don't work, work like they're supposed to because then you explore everything around in that space to try and understand what the hell is going on, Right. So like yeah. he was having problems with this the service worker. So there's like a service worker that's part of the progressive web app infrastructure and the service worker does things behind the scenes and somehow mm-hmm. yeah. the app wasn't loading right away. And he so he's trying to figure all this stuff. So he's all his time debugging it and searching on Stack Overflow and trying things. And I'm like, okay, this is making you really knowledgeable about all this as opposed to like if everything just worked the first time and you went through step step through step by step tutorial and it just worked you wouldn't think much more about it and you really wouldn't be much of an expert on, on progressive web apps but the fact is that you have you have you're having to um or the fact that you have to do all this research because stuff works means that you really understand all the ins and outs and trade-offs oh totally yeah right and so i said so just remember like i i get it like frustration part is a is a part of of development it's a pro. It's a process. It's 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 just a part of create any, any project. There are things that just don't work the way you want, or don't work the first time you want, and you have to a learn how to to try and control your emotions so you don't get too frustrated. But secondly, just remind remember you're gaining a lot. This is where you're getting. You're you're really developing your skills. This is where you're growing. These are like your failure reps when you're working out, right? The, yeah, right. Big time. Yeah, Big time. this is what's making the fact that you're having to fight with the progressive web app stuff you're fighting with the haptic stuff you're fighting with the audio stuff this is great this is great this is making any good now if 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 it tripped you up for like three weeks i'd be like damn we can't really afford that time but if the if this if all this stuff is tripping you up for a few hours here half a day here that's okay like that's that's totally fine like that's part of i think that's part of the time budget and it's it's making you because this is like you know we have two goals here one is to build a, a a game that people will play that you get a lot of people playing that actually create something real. Like that's what we want to have happen. But this is also an educational project. That's why you're building this is to become a stronger uh, developer. And so anyway, yeah. I think it's it's going amazing. I mean, I I just that I've said before, I mean, this 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 whole thing is just, I mean, it's just blows my mind how good of a developer he's becoming at his age. I mean, he was he's better than I was by a margin when I was 22, 23, and he's 18. And it's kind of crazy. That's and, fantastic. And I, I certainly didn't suck. You know, I mean, I, I, I got up to speed and was building real stuff pretty quickly. But he just, I mean, it's part of it just because there's much more information available. And 
partly because he has me as kind of a, a mentor guide where I can say, look, here's here here's how you want to think about the architecture and I can help him get to something real as opposed to getting down to rabbit holes, which I would do on my which happened to me on my own. So um yeah. but the 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 goal the goal is gonna be before he leaves for for college, which is right around his birthday, which is September twenty third is to have a um, is do a show hacker news where he can say I'm 18 years old I've been working on this forex strategy game you know and I said you know you do like something like that that's going to blow up people are going to love or you know you're going to get a lot of love just for the fact that you're 18 years old and you've created some actual real game yeah we definitely need some play like he needs some serious play testing before that though just to make Absolutely. sure that it, and you know some onboarding testing and all that kind of stuff because yeah. it's it's really it really needs to be leveled up in that in that area. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. mean that in a bad way. So so he's been doing some play testing with some friends and I said what we need to do is make sure that your you play test your friends go well and then you play test with some of the guys on the Discord server who are in, who are interesting and willing to, to 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 play some games and once they go through and they said you know what this is this is that's bug free you know obviously there are improvements can be made but it's solid then you can you can do it then he could do but you also like he, he really needs to think that think about someone going through it and as if they're a four-year-old and don't understand anything about the world and just like mm-hmm. so that you get to the home screen and it says exactly what it is exactly what you need to do this is so just just each piece just makes it abundantly obvious what's going on yes totally don't take anything to- for granted. I, I totally agree so what we're going to do is um you know, he's going to create a website. So, oh, so we actually created the website, which is galacticconquerors.com. So we got the .com and he's got nice. this, he, he set up the SSL on his own, got that all working and which you had to do, you had to, you have to have an SSL to make a, for a progressive web app to even work. That's a requirement. So he got that whole thing set up. And um, now that that's in place, I said, all right, use the app or whatever that make that on the forward slash game URL, but the base, but, but build a website or, you know, at the main, on, on the main site, which can have like a tutorial, like a video walkthrough or screencast tutorial yeah, yeah, and about exactly, yeah. page, a little bit of history of the exactly. game, maybe some instructions and overview of how it works, you know, just, just stuff like that. And so if it go, shows, if yeah. we go up to show hacker news, you know, people have a lot more context and like, oh, okay, so this 18-year-old created this game. It looks kind of cool. It's a 4X. It does this, it does that. Oh, here's a yeah, five-minute intro video. You know. if, it, if it's not abundantly obvious, like all you're going to get on Hacker News is just people saying that and I don't understand it. What the fuck am I looking at? Yeah. You know how they just have zero patience. Hater news. Hates it news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. well, I, you know, I think if he can run the disc, our Discord gauntlet, where you and some other guys can go through and you know and list all the things that need to improve. If he can, if he can get the check off from you guys, you know, yeah, uh, you know, where at least he reaches like a, a B B plus level. Maybe it's not an A plus onboarding. I mean, you know, there's only so so much time. Then then yeah. it will be okay. But what we just don't want is where you like you go on and you're like, yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't log in or wait, I didn't understand what's happening. Like we get, yeah, you're hundred percent right. We need to get past that. Um, mm, the other okay. big thing that we have to do, um, is, uh, is get a, a designer to design, um, the sprites, like the icons. Yeah. And, um, I'm going to help him write a design, kind of a design brief and help him sort of figure out how to, how to, um, maybe try out some designers and select some, our illustrators and select which ones would be best. Like maybe what we'll do is we're kind of like a little design brief outline what he needs outline the you know the the pieces and you know if they're if they're sprites that are going to move and 
things like that. And then how do we can like, okay, so let's, let's send this and say, okay, we need these five. We're going to pick out five or six illustrators who we think are good and relative and affordable, have them design the first five pieces and then figure out who we think is actually, you know, really good and then go with them. I think that's going to be the plan. Nice. And yeah, good. So we'll see. So yeah, that, so anyway, that's the, the story with galactic conquerors, which, you know, Great. I'm excited about. It's, it's actually really, really coming along. So, all right. Well, enough about me. Let's let's go. What do you got? we got? You want to talk nitro, or what do we? What do you work? Well, on I've got days? a couple of things. Well, we we can talk about nitro, um, but it's not going to last very long. <laughs> okay. What? No nitro. So okay. It's it's not no, nitro. Ni- it's not nitro. Note. It's nitro. Not nitro. Not. I've I've got a little. I've got a little note in my notes. Nitro. Note. Not so much. Right. Okay. But I will. That I'm I'm hoping I will get back into it. But I, I definitely do have the madness about other things, which I'm not ready to talk about yet. But what what, what I do want to talk about is um, a post, uh, achieving the singularity is all about progress, says an AI executive. So obviously from the desk of no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> right. Yes, of course, achieving the singularity is about progress. But on deeper reading of that article, um, there was something interesting. They, singularity net, um, aims to create a decentralized AI marketplace and envision a positive singularity for humanity's benefit. And they believe that we can reach the singularity uh, specifically to get human-level AGI within three to seven years. Right. And you believe that? (laughs) You obviously do. You have to because you've got money on the line. So you're like, yes. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Well, let's file that under... Really God, I hope they're right. God, Justin Turk. <laughs> Let's file that onto buying OMG was betting Jason that AGI. No, I, I really do hope a, that AGI. You, you got a little carried away. You, you got a little, okay. Okay, a little yes, overexcited. I did. I did. Yeah, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Well, There's another article I, I, I saw. I almost posted it, but I said, you know what? I just, Justin's going to feel like I'm trolling him and I don't, you know, whatever. But just as a counterpoint, there was another article that said there was some researchers that posted they did some analysis and they said there was a like a less than one percent chance that there would be agi within the next i don't think 20 or 30 years or something like that you, you know i mean you you think all these are the grade of salt right like how do you yeah. predict things like this but they went through this big analysis and that's what they came out with so i don't know you know some people think it's agi i mean obviously there are people who think we already have agi you know, they already think this ChatGPT is an intelligent system. I mean, I think those people are loons, but whatever. And then there are people who think it's not; it will never be possible. And then there's everything in between. I'm, I'm of the opinion that the brain is in the human body is fundamentally a machine. It's just an an incredibly complex organic machine. It's a finite amount of ma- matter. If it's a finite number of atoms. We can model and, and, and reproduce it or emulate it at some level. It may not be complete f- fidelity. and It may not be achievable with anything other than an organic system. But if it is a finite system, we can replicate it in some way. Therefore, intelligence will be achieved. We may not be able to achieve true what we consider consciousness or true intelligence unless we actually do replicate the exact same thing as the way human intelligence works with the exact same substrate. Um, unlike flying, you say, well, we achieve flight, but we don't have flapping wings like birds. You know, you, there's different ways to achieve flight, whether it's rockets or planes mm. or helicopters, all kinds of different ways. Um, 
I, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I think, um, but I think at some level we'll be able to replicate it. Now, it could be 50 or 100 years or 200 years off. I don't know. I certainly don't think it's five years or seven years. I don't, I, I think that's wildly optimistic. Um, but I am well, optimistic that we can achieve that. I got ready to give you that thousand bucks. <laughs> so now you're I'm a pessimist. Up. Now I've you're got... now you're feeling bad. You got some buyer's remorse. Okay. Well, I've yeah, I do have buyer's remorse. So I'll, I'll be stocking away like fifty bucks a month or whatever just to, well, to pay you back. The 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 the, 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 <laughs> the one advantage I have in this bet, Justin, is um, you're betting. Well, there's two. One, you're betting on something happening that's never happened before. So that's that's always a risk. But the second is, yeah, I'm fully hedged. So if we get, you know, AGI, yeah. true AGI and fire, I'm going to be ecstatic. I'm not going to care about my thousand bucks. Yeah. Like all butts are off. Yeah. So either I win or I win. So I win. If I lose, I win big. I mean, the whole world wins big. Like who cares? If you, <laughs> if you win, you already won. So it's like I don't care about thousand bucks. I got like I mean everything. We're the singularity. If you if you lose, you're gonna be like, oh man, not only not, not only do I not have my own Jarvis, but now I gotta pay Jason a thousand bucks, which sucks. <laughs> which I so anyway. The LK ninety nine team is not giving up. Um, okay. The original team says LK ninety nine superconductivity is real, and their next published paper will provide answers and evidence. They recommend that other researchers need to have patience and try harder. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I am. I am not only am I not an expert. I am r- not very well informed on the whole room temperature superconductor, you know, plan project. I mean, I've I've I read some articles about it, like everybody else. So. You know, I don't know really know how hard of a problem this is. I'm imagining it's. I'm. Gonna, I imagine it's super hard because we've been trying to do it for years. It's like you know, fusion or something. Um, so again, it's like one of these things. Like it would have a massive payoff. There's a lot of incentive to make it happen. We've been talking about it for years. There's no been no progress, and if which makes me believe that it's probably a harder problem. Or it's probably a very hard problem, meaning that there is reason to be somewhat pessimistic about happening anytime in the short run. Um, but again, um, you know, I I hope I really do hope that we can achieve it because it sounds like it'd be a huge huge payoffs across all kinds of uh, in all kinds of ways. Okay, another one for you. Elon Musk wants to get rid of headlines on Twitter. So that when um, companies like Fortune or New York Times uh, or any blog or whatever post an, post an article, it won't actually show the headline or just show an image. And that made people mad. Like an like like a like a generated image, like a like a like an AI generated image of, of the text. No, it's just going to show the, Im- the like the image that's on their page. So basically, I guess what it means is that everyone just has to put the text inside their image. You know, like, you know how there's always an, like the social card, basically. You know what a social card uh-huh. is? Web, right, so. web pages are supposed to have social cards. Well, but, and then that's the image that comes up with it. Well, why? I mean, what's, what, but why do that? I mean, because it's pretty. But, I mean, okay. But couldn't you, um, he could, he, it sounds like you could achieve that by allowing um, uh, titles. But just 
not amplifying posts that don't have it. Or, or if you get, if you put an image, you're greatly amplified. Like you create an incentive. You're just, okay, well, he's, it's just like when, 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 when Google would say, okay, look, if you have H1 tags that are descriptive and stuff, you're gonna have a major SEO advantage. Everybody does that because they're incentivized to do it. And it seems like, okay, like if you really want to get good amplification, you know, on Twitter, you need to do X, Y, and Z. And one of those things is have an image, right? I mean, why? Well, his, his reasoning is that, um, so when you paste a link right now, it auto pulls in the title and the social card, which is the image that's in, uh, labeled in the metadata metadata. And, you know, it's cool to have those social cards. That was, I think Facebook was the first company to do that. Um, but I mean, I don't even know if social car is the right word for it, but it's just like the image the image that social media knows to look at. There's a specific media, meta tag mm-hmm. for social media to look at that and pull that image. And um, what, what he's suggesting is that it's just not going to show the title. So when you post in a link, it's just basically going to pull the image, but, but just not pull in the title. And well, the reason why he wants to do it is because he wants there to be more, uh, he wants to to use up a uh, vertical space in a better way so that there's less there's less vertical space used because if you if you take out like the title from five from five articles all of a sudden you've got the ability to show another article so in a sense people will just put their title on the image like we do for our, our in the our image exactly yeah yeah okay uh, that's fine i mean i it's i, I think that's fine i think why well, I, I but i think what he I think it would be better to just incentivize it and say, look, we added, we, we, rather than saying you, we won't even accept it more like we'll, we just won't amplify it as much. You just get a big boost if you do it, in which case all of the, all of the media um, companies will, will do it because they're going to want the, they're going to want as much, you know, visibility as possible. I don't know. All right, dude, I'm, I'm running to the end of what? my, my articles. So you, you better have half an hour's worth of material <laughs> after this one. Okay. <laughs> Come on! Okay. You're the... No, these have been good. Image... These have been really good. I, I I gotta hand it to you. You're good. I like you serving this stuff up. You know, it's quick. It's good. You know. I mean, um, I don't know. I mean, ready for, go ready for the next one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so an image processing tool um has been created called Mist. It's a like a free open source project, mm-hmm. and what it does is um it enables uh any artist when they upload art to their website. To run it through this tool, and then if if that image is used in the data set of uh, L LLM or well the the image equivalent of LLM, mm-hmm. um, it can't be recognized. It's just garbled. So basically, it just keeps your images out of those those um, large those models, right? Um, because a lot of artists are like pissed off that yeah that their styles or their stuff. So what, what's your opinion? Is that a, is this a good thing or a bad thing? Well, I think it's going to be an arms race, right? So, like the, the sort of like the the content creators are obviously going to want to protect their IP, and they're also going to protect the their ability to uh, earn a living and 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 receive compensation for the products that they create, right? So, which is completely rational for them to do, and and I think it's reasonable for them to do. I mean, if if you could train something that says, okay create anything that I want and exactly as this artist would create, then why would anybody pay that artist for anything? Especially if, if the, it was, if, if it generated stuff really well from the prompts. Right. Um, so I think that's totally fair. Um, you know, it does create a situation where these, these AI generation tools are going to have a hard time 
um, being um, creating quality stuff if this stuff spreads too far. If like the vast majority of content creators say you cannot use my stuff unless I get compensated, in which case it's going to be much more expensive to use these models to do anything because all good, all the writers, all of the designers, everybody's going to opt into this. It's like I want to get paid. You know what I mean? It's like it's like musicians when their music is played on the radio, they get they get paid every single time, right? Yeah, which I think is I think yeah. is reasonable. I mean, um, it'll be interesting to see uh, how this works. So I think it's I think it's more going to become illegal. I think it'll be part legal and part technology. So part of the technology will be put it is the is is creators putting up certain types of technology roadblocks to their to their stuff from being crawled or absorbed or modeled or whatever. And then part of it will be a, a, a legal framework that there'll be some precedent set. There'll be some lawsuits that are, that are brought to, to court that will um, set a precedent that, you know, Hey, you, 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 if I, if I put an opt out, you can't use my stuff and the LLM or image generators are going to have to, take a position and say, okay, well, we're going to have to charge more money for our stuff because we have to turn out and, and compensate all of these um, content creators, you know, in order to do it. Just just like, you know, on Spotify or whatever. I mean, you can already block OpenAI's web crawler. Yeah, yeah. You can, yeah, they, they let you uh, put up a robot, you know, in the robots. Yeah, well, I, I, I think what I... Well, I think it's this more than more. This is going to happen. I mean, it's just going to take time for this kind of to, to reach some equilibrium, uh, some equilibrium. Right now, people are just trying to understand what's going on and how much it is or is not impacting their ability to make a living. I mean, it could be the kind of thing where it's sort of counterintuitive, where it's like, yeah, we have all of these image generation stuff that allows people to create all this cool image, but if you have something truly unique or truly great, you you need to talk to a real artist and the artist charges money but maybe for some reason you know it just drives more awareness of who these really good artists are these good to good writers and and the people who with with resources companies that want high quality unique stuff pay more money because they can actually find these people now more easily because of you know the 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 image generation tools uh give attribution i don't know We've seen stuff you know, like that I, happen before, like these counterintuitive things happen like that. I've ended up signing up to Midjourney, and I've been using it um, as uh, in the way that uh, our um, Sons of Crypto, Web3 Sons of Crypto, mm-hmm. uses it to generate our images. So I just tell you, it is just so freaking good. Yeah. Um, it is just insane the capabilities that you get when you use the Midjourney. And it's just like a superpower, you know? Yeah. Um, what do you it, use it for? Like you, what do you use it for? Well, I'm using it. I'm currently using it for a secret project that I don't want to tell you about. But, but what? But let me just tell you what you could use it for. What What you could use it for is to just create, like you could you could kind of pick an artwork style that you were going to use on your website, and you could just create the exact perfect drawings or illustrations or photos that you wanted uh, that matched your branding style for Math Academy. And just like, just quickly, without having to hunt around, just create these amazing images that are just right. So, okay. So, um, can I create really clean line art type images? Like not, not pictures, not the kind of stuff that's for the artwork, but like very, um, sort of minimalistic, the kind of 
I don't know, the kind of stuff that maybe Google would do. You'd have these little image, you know, whatever. I mean, can you do stuff like yes, that? Yes, you can. You just you just have to hunt around online. But you, you can, but you, you have to hunt around online to find uh, someone who wanted to do it and found the prompt. Because there's, there's like this iterative process. It's like how um, Sons of Crypto found our style by sort of using 80s comic. And he's got a couple of other things there. There's a, there's there's a few different um, dash dash keyword like which is like a switch you mm-hmm. know like a command line switch. So there's a few different ones of those that you need to use along with um, the styling. So he, for example, you know with our artwork, Sons of Crypto doesn't just say '80s comic. He says, let me try and find it. I'm I'm not sure I'm going to be able to find it quick, but it's um wait where is it? Oh yeah, here we go. No, I don't have it. But it's like dash dash uh like 80 like I, I can't even but anyway it's just it's just some kind of keyword that's that also sets that there's no shading and that it's kind of cartoon style and that kind of stuff but yes you you would be able to find something yes for sure and then once you do you just type in your um your keywords of what you want it to show right right yeah. right so that'll be interesting i yeah i'm gonna play with it so there's mid journey but what are the other there's like a handful of these different tools right and midjourney is not the only one what I mean, are the other big ones? i used um i mean obviously the dali from OpenAI, right. but it's just it's midjourney is a hundred x better than Dali. is it really yeah it's just there's just no point using anything else okay so midjourney is so, the obvious so is the obvious yeah yeah uh, first best in class mm-hmm. tool at the moment mm, i think how so, much yeah. does it cost it's like it's like 10 bucks a month or 20 bucks a month or something that might be out of my budget it's i don't like know nothing i don't know it's like a little outside Something beyond what I can afford right now. Justin, you there? Hello. Hi. What, did you hear, get to hear me say the, how much it cost? Yeah. I, 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 okay. So what I said is like, yeah, that might be uh, that might be just a little outside my budget. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll um, give it a shot. I mean, I'll, I'll give it a shot because that's one thing I need is 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 illustration. I, we definitely need some illustration, so maybe that would. Oh yeah, it can do it. Okay, what, it what do about it. do you think like for for what I was talking for Colby's game and like doing like the sprites and the spaceships and asteroids and. I mean, I really think it could do it. I really do. Yeah, I might give it a shot. I mean, I, I'm not opposed to you know I'm I'm, I'm, I'm it's not like I'm not opposed. I'm totally willing to pay some decent some some talented illustrator to create a bunch of stuff, especially if it's reasonably priced, you know, and the process yeah. isn't pay, too painful. Um, but if uh, if you could get like Mid Journey to create some really good stuff, that's you know I mean, it's worth a shot, you know. Um, yeah, worth a shot. That's interesting. Exactly. So you sent me a uh, an article about. Are you? I'm sorry. No, you posted some stuff. Wait, maybe you didn't post it, but it was like suggest a topic, and there was a topic yeah. on oh, yeah. um, Eric Weinstein and and the whole string theory debate and quantum gravity and you know. Did you, yeah, did this you, is Ke- uh, Kevin. Kevin. Kevin Rishi posted that, right? Right. Yeah. Right. He said, uh, "Have you guys discussed Eric Weinstein's hypothesis that anti-gravity tech on Earth is on Earth and has been a black hole for top physics grads, filler for unexplainable market-crushing hedge funds over the last few decades?" I did not find that yet. I I'd love to read an article on that. Be, that sounds like a whether or not it's true. It sounds like a great site. You know, it's like science fiction. It'd be awesome, right? But but what he was talking about was how string. Th- I, it was just you know 
listen I listened to a podcast where he was kind of arguing that string theory is one of these sort of theories that has no evidence that it's actually true and then when you really push the string theory theorist on it they're like well it's not really a theory it's more like a framework and hmm. that and then he's on this panel with i think it was like brian green maybe or or, or and 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 Roger Penrose and some of these big time physicists and he's basically complaining, making the case. He's like, look, you know, string theory for whatever reason, because they had some big shots in it supporting it. I think like, like Michio Kaku and people like uh, Ed Witten and stuff that, that it was sort of like they, they got to play by different rules. Like they didn't have to prove anything. They didn't have to, be able to predict anything, but they still got every benefit of the doubt. And, and it was, uh, you know, everything else was just, it sucked all the air out of the room. Everything was straight, was for string theory, even though it hasn't panned out, which is mm-hmm. interesting. What he's saying is like, you know, look, it's, it's sort of like a, for sociological economic reasons, whatever. It's like you get a bunch, the establishment gets just set on like, this is the, this is what we're doing right? The smartest people all agree that this is the right direction, but it's still after like 70 years or whatever it's been now, it just still has not panned out, but there's nobody really calling bullshit on it. Say this is not working guys. Like we have to go into another direction, but for social, for, for social status, economic, bureaucratic, whatever reasons, we're not really effectively able to change directions. Which I think is keeps happening. I think it's kind of interesting. Keeps happening. I mean, it happens in a lot of different um, spheres. Exactly. It's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, God, where where have we seen this before? I mean, it's like we we saw this with, you know, any number of aspects of of COVID. You get a bunch of people just quickly coalesce on this is the answer. It turns out they coalesce on it for in some cases just a mistake, in other cases because it's in their best interest to do so or whatever it is, and then. And then once you get a certain amount of establishment momentum, it's really, really hard to reverse that and say, you know what, maybe this actually is the wrong direction. This actually is not the uh, the, the 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 correct theory. That's not it's not uh, predict predictive at all. So I don't know. Yeah, I, I found this. I'll put a link to it in the notes. But it was um, it was really fascinating. I mean, I only listened to two two of them for about a total of twenty five minutes, but it's, it's really interesting. I mean, Eric Weinstein is a smart guy and. You know he's he takes some controversial hot takes on a number of things, but he, he is a smart guy. So it's and he's a thoughtful guy, and he's a successful in a couple different domains. So he's I think he was it Joe Rogan that you listened to it on. Um, that that was one of the first little snippets, but then um the other one was at the Institute of Arts and Ideas. So the title was "Is Strength Theory said, a Failing Model?" You know he said um he Kevin said that uh, listen to it on Joe Rogan. Listen to the whole thing because that's where he makes a, a pretty uh, compelling uh, case about the anti gravity tech. Yeah, sounds sounds like a fun read. I'm I'm down. Um, yeah, but uh, that's good. So, yeah. So what else? So let's see. I guess just should I talk Math Academy for a minute. Yeah, go on. Do do Math Academy. I mean, look. Also, we can. We don't have to go an entire two hours. I mean, we could finish early. I, I, I think people would be pissed. They'd be like, "Where? Where? They're like, they're like." <laughs> Like, dude, this only got me one half of my commute. I, I mean, I, I need, and they got less fifteen minutes of commute. I, I got nothing less to. No, um, all right. Well, let's see. So, I don't know if I have too much to say about Math Academy. I'm trying to think. Um, I'm, I'm, though, though, I'm, I'm still working on knocking out a bunch of bugs on the, um, on the newest version of the sort of question editing uh, tools. 
um, which I yeah. talked a little bit about, I think, last time. And because I rolled out a new version and I got it like 80, 90 percent done, but it wasn't completely debugged. And then I and I still had most of the uh, the content team was working on an older version that had limited, more limited functionality. And I haven't been able to move replicate all the functionality yet so it's like one of these kind of situations where you're kind of like trying to stay productive but you it's taking time to build a new tool and it's sort of frustrating and i and it's complicated enough that it's just taking you know a a fair amount of time to get working and i can't work on anything else so i'm kind of like one of these one of these situations where i'm just trying to muscle through it um but the I guess the other things I was going to say, you know, we're, we're starting to go down the process of the market. We're working with a, with a marketing growth firm and we'll, uh, you know, yeah. I think this will play out. Over, you mentioned that this yeah. will play out over the next couple of months. I mean, we've, we've had a onboarding call and Sandy did a follow-up call with, with them with, you know, based on a lot of our customers and their feedback and their pain points and helping them better understand that stuff. So we'll see. Um, the other thing is uh, we had one customer come in and they, and they were like in Texas and they're like, look, my son's in um, this geometry, but our standards have a lot of probability. All these probability topics are taught in the geometry class. And yeah. he's like, can you know what should we do? Where how 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 can I have my son do the the, the probability? And we're like, well, there's not a really easy way to do that, right? Because it's not part yeah. of a. I mean, that's weird. It's a little weird to do probability in geometry. But the reason they're doing that is they're like, okay. You know, we got to cover some amount of probability statistics and combinatorics, you know, before they get to, so they don't have to do it all in pre-calculus. So, but where do you stick it? Do you stick it in algebra two? Do you stick it in geometry? And they're out, and then probably their answer is we put it on these, in, in, in some of it, a good chunk of it in geometry because geometry, you could really get most of it done in like half a year. I mean, you could spend the year doing all geometry, but it's a lot of it is not super useful and it's maybe not nearly, at least it's not as useful as learning things like probability and statistics. So they just jam it in there for, for just a place to put for it speedy for expediency. For, yeah. Well, okay, we got to do it somewhere. I might as well do geometry. And so yeah, I'm right. thinking, okay, what we need to do is uh, we need to be able to create different versions of a course based on a locale. So we could have like, an algebra one course for Texas and for California and for Illinois and for New York and for Florida and for New Zealand, you know, whatever. And the same for all these courses. And, um, so Justin is building out some tooling where you can say, create a new course based on an existing course and give it a locale. So here is New Jersey's algebra two course. Right. And then Alex can go in and, and, and just move a bunch of topics in and out until he can craft it based on the standard, the published standards for say New Jersey. Oh, that's, this is cool because um, for California, you'll be able to make a course without calculus. <laughs> That's right. Where you actually don't learn anything. It'll just be a bunch of yeah. aphorisms, feel good aphorisms. And, you know, math is fun and we'll just talk about social issues. Yeah, that'll be great. Um, no, well, the standards are actually, well, I don't know what the new framework is, but the, the, the common core standards that were adopted back 10 years ago are not. They're, they're, they're decent. And so, but okay. they do differ from state to state. And so we'll, we'll at least have the ability to go in and create it. So if you're in a particular state and you sign up for a course, it's a, you're learning exactly what you need to do relative to what your state is doing. And that's great. And there are reasons to do that. I mean, if you're homeschooling or you're doing this completely outside of the school system, then it, it doesn't really matter as long as it covers a lot of the, what's generally considered the material for that course. But if you're say, okay, 
my 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 son wants to place out of geometry for his school, and they're going to give him a test, and uh, the geometry covers this. Then they need it needs to be that course. Or if you know, yeah. okay, my daughter is taking algebra one. She's ahead. She's a year ahead of their school, and the school is allowing her to do it, but it has to cover the 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 standard based in our state. So if so, what will happen is when you um, select, you know, when you first sign up. We'll, we'll look at your IP address. It's like a time zone. And I think we can probably figure out wh- where you are and default it to that. Oh, sure. So it'd be like, okay, you're in Florida. So we'll default to that. But you can change your, the locality. Say, actually, we're, you know, we're in Florida right now, but that just happens because it's summer we're on vacation. We actually live in New York. And in which case, they can go mm, and select yeah. New York as their locale. And it's okay. This is going to be, you know, based on the standards of New York. I'll send you the um I'll send you some JavaScript that does that because it's much better to do that with JavaScript than with the server. Yeah, okay, great. I love that. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So, um I think that's all with Math Academy. Yeah, not uh not anything too exciting. I mean, uh, Alex is on vacation for the week and uh and uh you know, Justin is deep in some deep dark hole working on uh, some tools and I'm I'm in a deep dark dark mm. hole working on the uh all the question editing stuff. So um, that's pretty much just going on there. Okay. Um, you want to talk uh, cool. TV shows or movies, anything you watch anything? Yeah. Well, I, cause I, because you know what? I, I guess that's one thing that's, that's another thing that I've been dieting on is TV because like now that I'm going to bed at 10, cause that like that was prime watching time between 10 and 12. Right. So I've kind of given that up, you know, I've given that up to, to get up early. I think that's a good trade. I think that's a good trade. You know? Well, are you, um, what do you do? Do you listen to anything? Do you listen to music or listen to podcasts when you're jogging? What do you do? No, I just, I just listen to music. I just listen to my standard, um, coding, uh, midnight coder playlist <laughs> you might want to try something more like workout music, get you a little fired up. I've noticed when I listen to like really, I don't know. I mean, soothing background That's electronica is not great at getting you fired like, up. Like so, some like thrash metal. I don't like thrash metal, but I mean, get whatever stuff that you kind of get you amped up. You know, um, yeah, yeah. you get you kind of like yeah, like a fired up. Whatever it is, um, it could be rap music, yeah. it could be dance music, it could be thrash music. Whatever it is that floats your boat, that gets you amped up. I notice that when I listen to music like that, and I'm on the tr- on the. Um, on the elliptical or something, I like really start going harder. Like I want to go <laughs> harder, but if I'm listening to a podcast. It, it passes the time, but I feel like it's more of a slog, you know, yeah, I'm like, listen, yeah. and like, and I'm just, I'm saying, yeah. so, um, and, and I also notice the same thing if I'm listening to like, sort of like you said, the coding music, sort of like, you know, Dune background extended, slowed down. Like that stuff is not going to have you firing you know, is uh, your muscles firing as, as easily. So I'd recommend find something, something that ju- and, and kind of juices you up and, and I'll bet you, I'll bet you, you'll find it's, it'll, it'll, it's just like that feeling he's saying, you know, they, they say like, Hey, you know, people who are drink coffee when they work or have more caffeine, they feel like they've done less work in a certain amount of time, even though they've done more. And, then, and I think it's the same mm. thing. We listen to music. You'll have that sort of like, wow, that was, that wasn't that hard. It was actually kind of easy. So, so what, what was that show that you guys started watching? Um, that you told us about last week. The was it the garage or something? The bear. No, the, the, bear? the bear. Yeah. Yeah. Did you did you watch more of it? Yeah, we're like four or five in five episodes, six episodes. I don't. It's good. I mean, it has like a has like a rating of like eight point four or something on IMDb. And when you're in the eights, 
you're in a solidly very yeah. good show. Sevens is usually okay. good. Sevens, if you get in the seven, the high sevens, you're so that's a good show. I mean, like you would, you know, like the silo would be like a seven point four. Like it's a good show, right? It's not a great show. Yeah. You're not going to go, oh my god, you got to watch Silo. You're going to be, like, yeah, it's, it's good. Yeah, yeah, it's a good show. <laughs> Eight is like it's pretty good. At eights typically, it's like yeah, that's the one you're going to be telling the people to watch. So you got to watch this. Nines are like best of all time. You know, it's The Godfather. It's <laughs> um, Breaking Bad. It's uh, you know uh, whatever. Um, th- those are the those are the the, the truly great shows um so yeah the bear is good i I recommend that's on hulu that's that's my that's sort of like my top pick you know when i think of shows that um i've watched recently that i just would stick with me that would be that would be one of them um Mm -hmm. also um you know it's funny i watched late last night i was so you know saying like i said sandy's visiting her parents uh for a couple days and so uh, we watched like sort of with the kids. I said, all right, I was telling, I was asking Sandy what we should watch. And I said, you know, she's like, some, she's looking for something lighthearted. And she's like, here's a rom-com. I think I really like it because it's in Italy. And she's obsessed with Italy right now. So we watched this old <laughs> like rom-com called um, When in Rome with um, hmm. Kristen Bell, if you remember, if you know who she is. and um, I do, yeah. I really like Yeah, her. yeah. She does a good job. She's very charismatic. I mean, she's funny. And so... Um, that was pretty good. I mean, it was, it was good. It was cute. Right. And, um, um, but then last night I was afterwards, I was trying to figure out, I was just kind of finding some of the background and, you know, sometimes you just go on some random search on like Netflix or Amazon and it'll just be like hundreds of movies you've never heard of. You're like, I have no idea what these, these probably all suck. And this one was called Zoe. And, um, it was with, um, Ewan McGregor. Right. And okay. also, I can't remember the 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 female lead's name. She's French, and she was in Lisa Sadu. Yeah, yeah, she was. Um, Le- she played. She was in the movie Midnight in Paris with. Um, oh God, uh, not Luke Wilson. What was it? Owen Wilson, which was a funny yeah. movie. She was also in Ghost Protocol. If you remember that Mission Impossible, like four. Yeah. Anyway, so she was really good, and, and it's the it's the it's like about this. Um, it's basically the the it's kind of like ex machina a little bit, but it's like what if you know you fell in love with a a robot or a replicant or something that that was synthetic mm, but really okay. looked. I mean it it looked and acted just like human and had feelings. It had real legitimate feelings and the the complex problems that come from that. And it was one of the things that even it was more like a six one IMDb, which I thought was a little low, but it was one of these things that it was like you know it's actually pretty good. So if you like that kind of stuff, um, Zoe's not bad. It's just like a 2018 movie or something. And that's on Netflix, is it? No, that was on Amazon. That's Amazon Prime. Oh, Amazon. So, okay. The other thing we've been watching, so let's see. Um, uh, I We watch a lot of these sort of great courses. Sandy and I got signed up for this like, kind of curiosity stream, I think, on Netflix. Oh, not Netflix, on Amazon. So a lot of the – one was like a history of the CIA, which um, – is like this 40 part series, which is really good. Um, it, it's just, did we talk about this stuff before? Did I, did we talk about, um, Sandy read a book recently about the, about the, um, MK, about, uh, the, the Manson murders and Manson and MK ultra and all that crap. Did we talk about that? 
No, we ha- I'll no, save we that for another show because it's a, a little complex. But it's okay. really interesting when you. It's funny because when you start, when you 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 know what the CIA was doing, and um, was it Sid Gottfried who was running MK Ultra and some of this other stuff in the '60s and '70s of the CIA, and um, a lot of stuff has come out in FOIA documents, so it's well documented at this point, and you see how it's touched a lot of these people, like for instance Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber was put through this ridiculous MK Ultra experiment when he was in college and he 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 started Harvard when he was like 15. So and he is already kind of socially I don't know, not very yeah. socially well adjusted and and this might it is there's an argument to be made that MK Ultra could have been a thing that really fucked him up. And um yeah. Of course, nobody ever talked about the Unabomber was just this crazy guy who came out of nowhere. But nobody said that, oh, he was this brilliant young mathematician was at the University of Michigan who just kind of lost it, went off, went, went off grid and then kind of lost it and became the Unabomber. Um, you, you, there's been no attribution laid at or accountability said, hey, this MK Ultra thing was going on at Harvard. But it turned out that the MK Ultra was not just at Harvard. It was at a ton of universities. And they were experimenting on tons of students with this sort of brain. It was sort of like a experiments of sort of brainwashing and combined with uh, giving giving these students acid and stuff. And it turns out that Jesus. Manson, it, it's quite possible, he was going into the free clinic that was in Haight-Ashbury, which was run by um, Berkeley, and which was in, in this, I think the scientist was receiving uh, for a decade or more, was receiving a ton of funding from um, uh, through the MK Ultra project. And that's a whole other rabbit so- hole. So FBI is like responsible CIA, for like uh, CIA, CIA, at least CIA, CIA, CIA is responsible for at least three of this century's most important. Could be terrible people. Probably a lot more than that. But uh, it was so funny. So Sandy, Jesus. so Sandy read this book on um, I can't remember what it was called Chaos. It was like this really in depth book on the Manson murders, right? And she, Sandy reads like a. She, she reads it at super speed. So she read this gigantic book in like three or four days. And so she's like, oh, this is an amazing book. And she's like, this guy's been researching this thing for like 30 years. And he doesn't really come to a conclusion, but he does bring up some things that, you know, this is all supported. This is all by FOIA documents. And, you know, it, and there's a lot of really um, compelling, it makes a compelling case that this could be the situation. You know, the the sort of intersection between Manson and why he kept getting in trouble and never, never got um, didn't get, didn't violate probation, didn't get sent back to prison, was doing all these things. And the fact that he was going to the free clinic and he was getting a ton of this, a, a ton of free acid, the LSD, which he was able to give to all these people. Like, how did he have access to this? And why well, oh, was always a free clinic? And why was this free clinic ultimately funded by MKUltra and all this stuff? And it was funny because mm-hmm. we, we, Sadie and I have watched a bunch of this history of the CIA by one of these, um, you know, professors who specializes in this thing, right? This is pretty like mainstream, uh, historian type stuff and uh with without any axe to grind one way or the other and you hear about sid gottlieb and the ultra and all this stuff and it's so funny then sandy reads this thing and she's like oh my god she's like okay let me tell you and she goes through it and, and we're, we're, we were actually driving it was like a sunday night we were driving to go pick up some india i mean some chinese food and i turned out i go you're starting to sound like me <laughs> i know right that's what i was thinking the same like, thing starting to see it's like oh my god i know that you sound like me you see how i feel i like do all this research and then you look at me like i'm out of my off my rocker and i'm like no seriously like this is all legitimate foia you just stuff. get it just pisses you off the more you dig like that's the reason why it's better to be an ostrich and just put your head in the sand because if you do dig 
you just find things you don't want to see. Yeah, it's things are things are worse than you think. We know less than we think. Things are more manipulated, and I mean it's crazy. And and it's funny because so much stuff has legitimately come up in recent years about particular relation. You know, we'll just use a lab leak thing as just Exhibit A. But there's been so many things yeah. that have just been pretty much proven that was manipulated and lied about and obfuscated and you know all this kind of crap and you're just like after this after this happens enough times you're just like well screw it man like this stuff is so it's so hard to believe anything especially if it all plays into some kind of somebody's agenda it's crazy maybe that's where every podcast has to go like i was just thinking like no agenda has has gone so deep into this stuff but maybe the reason why they're so deep into it is because they were already seasoned industry professionals who saw behind the industry, the media industry. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what they call themselves, like the the media yeah. hit show or mm-hmm. whatever. But maybe it's just like, this is just where every podcast has to go. <laughs> because, <laughs> because it's like, well, someone's got to say it. All this shit's happening. Yeah, you know, it's... it's, you know, it's, it's we're being hoodwinked. Well, the, the, the thing that's kind of interesting, and, and like the thing I've said before is that the 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 mainstream media, particularly like CNN, MSNBC, and Fox, they are for all intents and purposes each one. The MSNBC and CNN are essentially the communica- the communications department for the Democratic National Committee, and Fox yeah. is the is the communications department for the Republican National Committee. That's just you know, and the reason I know this is because I spend hours an hour or half hour more every day on an elliptical with all three stations, one stacked up right in front of me. And I'm just switching eyes back and forth of what they're talking about, and what they're not talking about. And it's pretty much unbelievable. They are just pure propaganda from their perspective. The whole thing. There's yeah. no, there's no semblance of like, here's the news. Here's what happened. It is, they are pushing and each one is pushing an agenda. And so I think what's, and, and then what's happening is, and I and I always look around at all the other people and all the cardio because all the cardio machines are facing this. Nobody, nobody is looking at the TVs. They are all looking down and at their at their own um, phones or tablets or something. Right? right? Nobody gives a shit. I mean, ever. I mean, because yeah. I'm constantly, I'll be constantly like scanning by. Is anybody watching this? Anybody? Because I'm just my own character. Because I'm, I'm anticipating we're having a conversation about this. And I'm like, nobody cares. Nobody's watching this stuff. And then um, the 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 numbers on 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 CNN and MSC in particular have just crashed. And like they're they they don't have any viewership. Like they have, I bet you, like in the hundreds of thousands of views are watching this. Whereas like. You know, there's a ton of YouTube shows that have, you know, get all 5 million views, right? Like Joe millions, Rogan millions. Has, has like 10x CNN well, or something like that. I mean, um, Tucker Carlson did his did his Trump thing on yeah. Twitter. Let me just, let me just, uh, I want to. How many, uh, how much views um, did that get? Tucker Carlson. Trump. Um. Why is it not coming up in search? That's weird. 200, 230 million views. How many people, how many, you know, it's like how many people watch, I mean, that is just like, those numbers are orders of magnitude bigger than CNN, primetime, or MSNBC, or even Fox. 
I mean, there there is there is some some uh, discrepancy in the in what the metric, what a view is. Yeah. But even so, it's still. I mean, even if it's like it's a tenth of that. I don't even know. if it's a tenth of that. Tenth of that. It's million. still insane. It's insane. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think I think. Oh, um, go on. Sorry. Well, I was going to say it's five o'clock. It's the yeah. witching hour. Well, I'll just we'll just finalize. I'll say I think what's happened now is, you know, when everybody just watched um, cable t- cable news or before that network news, right? So people read their yeah. paper, their, their their newspapers, or watched uh, ABC News or CNN. Then it was easy for um, the the establishment, whatever, however that you want to define that, to essentially control or influence the narrative. Like we do not talk about these things; these are the things that are talked about, right? And yeah. but now that viewership has fallen off, and every and so many people are like either a going down a partisan um, rabbit hole. They're like, I only watch, you know, I only read the Jacobian or. Newsmax or whatever, or any any number of different podcast interviews. Um, that's why there's so much pressure for all the censorship that's starting to happen because that's the only way to control that you can attempt to control the the, the narrative, right? Because nobody's listening. Nobody's yeah. listening to. Nobody's watching CNN anymore. So you can't or ABC News. Nobody mm. gives a crap except for people. The only people watching are people who are over sixty and you know and that and the old the boomer generation, which will be dying out over the next ten to twenty years. Everybody else is watching, you know, <laughs> um, Russell Brand or Tucker or you know, Rogan or you know whoever. And so yeah. I yeah. think that's that's. And we can get more into that, but there's a, been a ton of push for different types of, you know, censorship, you know, which, of course, they call it, you know, fighting disinformation or misinformation, um, which in, in reality just means, uh, you know, you're saying things that are counter to the narrative that we um, were pushing. Yeah. But that's all another thing. But that's my observation. So it's going to be very interesting to see how this plays out over the next 10 to 20 years as we have this long tail of media news consumption where very few people watch mainstream news anymore so um anyway so you're done you gotta go right i gotta go all right that's a wrap we're out